Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 92. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, still in search of the right nickname that sticks, <laughs> in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, how's it going? As also, we are joined by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. That's right. I was supposed to have nicknames for you. I forgot. <laughs> yep, somebody once again comes unprepared away. to class. That's right. We talked about it last time. You had three or four names lined up for Boo Ray in our last episode. Um, Not yeah. one for me. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so, guys, how you doing? It's episode number 92. It's Good. wedding season. It is flying along. And what have you been up to? Um, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara, how's it going? It's going very well, Andy. Thank you. Um, weddings plugging along. You get the bride who says, "Hey, can I see some pics a week later?" And yet she's mm. three weddings <laughs> yet. You know, I'm like, okay, uh, you got a little time yet. Um, uh, other, we went to Disney uh, with the kids last week, and um, and our minion Kathleen, and uh, she's like our other kid, and uh, that was that was great. It wasn't very crowded there at all. I haven't been there in like almost ten years, and. Uh, um, you know, I decided to bring, I just hate taking out phones all the time with like every other schmo that you can have barely any control over. So I took that little Leica with me, point and shoot. And then I had this little other point and shoot. It's kind of old, but it works pretty well. It goes underwater if needs be. It does video. It's really slim line. It doesn't record J or raw. That's fine. So I had fun with those two cameras. And then by the second and third day, I think I just left the Leica at home and took the other one. And, um, I'm yet to post an album uh, pics on my Facebook page, but it was fun and it was wasn't crowded, which is good. It was hot. It was a lot of rides. It was a good trip. It was good to get away. Um, you know that's that one strip facing that that castle. Man, that's got to be one of the most photographed places in the mm. country. I mean, there's lined up people waiting just to get that shot of look at me with the pose and this. You know, of any age. You know, even even girls in like their twenties are doing it with a little tiara in their hat. So uh, it was it was good. It was a good trip. But that's that's I'm just getting back and getting on getting on board and a track on uh, from that. You track. know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next just because something you said reminds me of something. Um, the something I've been doing this year because I don't what I've been up to just wedding season craziness whatever. But something you just said uh, reminded me of something I've been doing that maybe is something to talk about. Uh, and I've been doing sneak peeks again. Remember how like. Here's a like when I first started, I would always do like the sneak peeks, and I would yep. like post like my fi- my favorite couple shots on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I like got away from that, and I like stopped doing that for like the last few years. I have not been doing that. Like cu- couples haven't been seeing their wedding photos for like six, seven weeks or something like that. Like when things were crazy towards the end of my like years past, you know. Um, my my turnaround time is much better this year. I'm like. You know, the, the longest I'm at is like five weeks right now. But um, something that I've been um, doing again this year, and because I just got married this past March, and I kind of like 
seeing, you know, like you want to see a few photos following the wedding, right. you know, because it is important. And I, I haven't realized how important that is until, until that. And so this year I've been on top of like the sneak peeks and every, I haven't, I haven't missed one where whether it, and it's not that I'm posting on social media. If I want to post them on social media, I'll do that. But I'm, I don't feel committed to posting, posting them on social media. So I just, um, I, either way, like on Monday, Tuesday after the wedding, like I'm sending my couples like, Hey, here's, here's like a clean shot. And then like, here's like an artsy shot, you know? So I give them like two or three shots, um, when I'm importing the wedding and I'm okay. So your teasers are private then uh, you're not really so much social media. I yeah, take it. except. So now here's what I do. And this is actually, I think a very important thing. Um, so sometimes they are like some, sometimes I'll post like a, like a shot or two, like on social media, but I feel like I really do want to give the couple a few photos because if I don't feel like, cause I'm like really like if I put something on my Instagram, like I want it to be like a shot that I'm really proud of that says something, but sometimes I don't want to feel committed to like, putting something out there right like that that's like it's like an like a shot that's like oh it's very similar to stuff i've done before whatever so i uh so what so i'm giving to them i'm emailing them like hey here's like three shots here's three little sneak peeks for you if you post them on social media just um you know don't remember that it's part of my business if you can just tag me um and that kind of thing and and i've been getting more you know hits back you know, from, from couples because they're doing the posting and they're the ones doing the tagging and all that stuff, you know? Right. So, um, and, and it's not like I'm like, it's not going on my Instagram feed if it's not something that I personally want there, it's not something that's different or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, that's been working Good out idea. really, I like that really well. It's hard me. to, it's hard to do that. Cause you have to then import, which as you know, takes time. Let the computer sit for a while. Fine. Yep. And then you got to go through stuff. So you got to go through, go to the portrait section when you did that. Yes. And then, you know, I guess you got to find one. Then, you, oh, that one's good. Before you know it, you're at least a half hour in just getting a Easily. couple images. But, but, yeah. but I will say that it is, I've, I've now come to the conclusion, like after having just been, been married and like wanting a few photos back after the wedding and stuff like that and getting them back from, from my photographers, I'm like, damn i'm like i really should be doing this like it's really important you know because if other people are getting giving the cell phone photos back and all that kind of stuff um i feel like you know we we should be like as committed you know what i mean like they hired us they're paying us all this money i feel like we should at least give them a few to like let them know that and and also so that they feel comfortable with like okay we got a few photos they look great we're going to be fine when he said he's going to get them to us turned around to us you know right um the other side combination of of all that Right. I look at it like I, I actually did do that with her. And first time in years I've done that. I gave her a few photos because I'm like, all right, I know I'm a couple of weeks out at least. So the other the downfall about that, or, not, or just the other side of the coin rather, is that when you're done with everything, you, you know, and you may, let's say you post a couple of pics or the bride and groom post a couple of pics, then the, the anticipation or the eagerness to see the rest of the wedding is there. And they go, okay, well, like kind of like a blog. You know, I, I never was a fan of, of photographers posting like two, three hundred photos on a blog, like the entire ceremony. Like, that's not the point. That's the that's the online gallery. The blog should be like the the best of the best. I agree. And then they see that blog and then they go to the gallery that, the you know, then they go, oh, here's everything. So it was like, bam, everything at once. You got a you got a blog if you're doing it. You got a teaser photos and then you have everything there. And that's nice because then you're like, there's no more waiting. You know, it's like I, it's back in the day of shooting film with your buddies and you have a roll of film, and you're halfway through. You get, well, there's a party next weekend or next month. I'm going to wait to develop this role. 
and you do, and then you get back and you're like, oh, look at those photos from, you know, last month or something. It's, it's kind of, it's cool. And that anticipation is gone. You take a photo, someone's like, let me see it before you even pull the phone <laughs> down from your hand. It's like, give me a second. Let, let, let the electronics work. <laughs> uh, so I, I like the idea of, of waiting, taking it step by step. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I don't see myself doing any more teasers like this. It's just, it's a lot more time. I don't need to it, go it is. It is a lot of time. But I completely disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I understand your point, though. But I feel like you kind of get both doing it. You know, like this. I think that's what the point of the sneak peeks. The sneak peeks is like, here's a little bit. And right. this is exciting. And I trust my photographer. This is great. And then the rest, they're still waiting for the rest. Like, because I did a sneak yeah. peek on this one on this one bride whose wedding I'm working on right now. And it was like five weeks ago, you know, so she'll have a five week turnaround and she got the sneak peek and actually she just posted on Instagram. She's like, she's like, I'm so sad. This is like four. She's four weeks past the wedding. She's like, I'm so sad. We don't have our wedding photographs back yet. Oh, no. Um, at our one month anniversary. But photographs can't um, can't capture the day anyway. The amazingness of this day anyway. She was totally fine. I love her. It's all good. You know what I mean? Um, oh, that just doesn't sound good on social media. No, it though. didn't. Like, it didn't. But so I actually, but so I actually, I'm like, all right. I I commented on the post and I'm like, hey, wedding photos coming this week. You know, um, you know, but you know, and I think I even said something like, you know, if I have anything to say about it, um, your wedding photographs will capture, you know, the everything about the day. <laughs> you know, she and she responded back. She she laughed or whatever. It was all good. You know, sometimes you know people don't kind of think about all those aspects when they're doing when they're doing that, but, um. It's all good. I'm not. I'm not worried about. It. But the point is, is that even though I, she did get the sneak peeks and they were nice, you know, she still there's still that anticipation. Believe me, Jimmy, is still there. That's all I'm saying yeah. on that. You know, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm interested to see what happens now because it can. If she could just, you know, politely, quietly wait, and then I'll let her know. Hey, uh, it's galleries up. Maybe blogs coming later. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. But, um, or she might be bugging me in a week. Uh, and being like, hey, just saying hi, seeing what's up. I mean, she's, I mean, she's really sweet. She's really fun. She's crazy bright. She was a lot of fun. Um, but I, I, but I just emailed the bride that was two weeks prior to her, saying, hey, I'm almost done. Uh, by the way, uh, so just keep, you know, keep your pantyhose on in a sense. And she, but she never contacted me. And she's like, okay, fine, cool, let me know. So I don't want the poke poke all the time either. If if I do start doing a teaser here and there, because I'm like, oh, now I feel rushed, you know. Right, uh, because with one wedding, I'm wrapping up. There's over 400 edit culled photos from the portrait section alone. That's got to be a record for for Natalie and I. We just it was just so much going wow. on. I know it was. There was like this location, this location, this sunlight, another late, late day light. It how much? Crazy. How much time did you have? We had a lot. We had at least an hour, maybe a little more. Okay, but wow, there's still a lot of images. Easy couple to photograph. She's. It's gonna be a blog that's gonna be almost all portraits. And they're different too. It's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm not well, even that's done good. Yet. Done in a day. I don't know one. Maybe tonight. But anyway. Well, well. Speaking of um, portraits and and having time and um, I'll, I'll just go into uh, what I what I've been to. Um, trip. Just, yeah, I just got back from California, which was an awesome trip. Um, people were wonderful. Um, just to let's say, okay, so we we flew in early. Um, so that we can make the rehearsal and, uh, we we landed about 1115. The rehearsal was at two 30 in Napa. So it takes about an hour, hour and a half to get there. So we're like, okay, we're going to be in good timing. Well, it took two hours to get out of the airport, um, to get tra- l- luggage and 
rental car and all that stuff. So we're on our way. We actually arrived about 15 minutes late to the rehearsal, but that's understandable seeing that uh, we just flew in from the East Coast and uh, nobody was there. And uh, so we asked, we asked some employees. They were like, okay, where, where's, the, where's the bridal party? Where's the rehearsal? And they're like, I don't think anybody's here. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we missed it. And then, so we went to the hotel and about an hour later, the uh, the wedding coordinator uh, called us and she said, oh, well, ho- hopefully you guys didn't go to the rehearsal because the uh, the couple, they, they canceled it. They were having too much fun with their with their guests um, wine tasting that they just canceled the rehearsal. Oh. So we were like, okay, this is pretty much how this trip is going to go. Um very laid back, and uh, so the day of the wedding, um, the first look was at two thirty. Um, we're in the uh, the winery is about a half hour away from the hotel, and we're sitting at the bridal suite at one o'clock, and the bride is uh, in her bathrobe, not even getting her makeup done yet. So we're like, okay, we'll we'll go shoot the groom while the while the groom is at the pool, not. Not wanting to get ready yet so we're like okay well uh let's just go to the winery and get some get some images and and just wait for them um 2 30 rolls by 3 30 rolls by 4 30 rolls by ceremony starts at five um bride is in her bridal suite probably about 4 30 we're doing portraits and stuff and uh the ceremony starts at five and and the groom shows up and he's in shorts and a t-shirt um and and he starts getting ready, and, and the the ceremony started probably about close to five thirty. All the same place, obviously, right? <clears throat> All the same place. And the bride, she was just like, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, the intent was there, but you know what? I just we we really just want a a, a nice photo at sunset in front of the vineyard. Um, wow. Yeah. So we we oh, no. flew all that way for a, a five minute shot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, and and you know what the uh, the wedding coordinator she she planned a, a time for us to do the, the sunset photos which was at supposed to be at seven twenty eight, um, but she didn't she didn't take in the fact that there are, there are mountains in the area so uh, the sunset's yeah, yeah. a lot quicker so during the speeches the sun was setting I'm like oh no here we go and and our clients are like foodies you know they're they love their food and so during the first course i i was like you know what it's this is go time we ha- we have to take you right now um so f- that's pretty much what i did for five minutes um good thing you took them though and that you said yeah. that because if you didn't you know and then that sunsets it's like what's the point you know like I, I, yeah, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to live with myself if if yeah. i didn't i said no it's 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 we have to do yeah, this good for you man. i put my foot down you know yep. and um and then, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, awesome, awesome people. They they invited us for wine tasting. Yeah, like, and the it's day not like and all that stuff. People don't. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even like they're people's fault or anything like that. It's just no. like you know people have a laid back thing, and it's like they you know people want to enjoy the wedding how they want to enjoy it. But it's just unfortunate because mm-hmm. they pay this money to hire us, and when they don't give us the time, they're not going to get what they're actually paying for. Um, yeah. So, oh well, the day before I, I didn't even mention this. The day before, during the rehearsal dinner, uh, which everybody was there for, um, and it's it's a place that I'm very familiar with out there. Uh, I, I kind of took some pretty good shots during that, be- just because just because I, have, I had no idea what I was going into on the day of the wedding. So, um, so I'm I'm pretty pretty confident with the with the day before stuff too. Yeah. And- so, um, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. Once again, but, but right now I'm I'm at a I'm back at a Indian Kristen kind of uh, situation where um, you know I'm not ready mentally to look at these images yet. But <laughs> um, but you know I, I'm feeling I'm feeling more confident because I, I took more than one image. <laughs> How much did you? So. What's the what's the, we can play the Andy game, the Andy yeah. Indian wedding game. How many images did you shoot, or did you both you I, shoot um, total? Probably on 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 both days, I probably took about two thousand. Oh, I, I, that's just just because there wasn't you know there, yeah. there wasn't much time wasn't much going on so I mean we we just really captured we went into like photojournalism mode and, and just really captured everybody you know because they only had forty guests so we really wanted to capture everybody having a really good time so did um you know. did you end up using all your gear everything you brought no no surprisingly no I didn't use yeah. any of my photo my pro photo stuff at all at all. I, I brought all that stuff. I bought a Pelican case, all that stuff. And I didn't use my pro photo stuff at all. Um, I just didn't need to. The lighting was, the, the ambient lighting was absolutely gorgeous. I, um, and plus when you really don't have time to set up, um, you, you take what, what they give you. Um, right. And plus that sunset was bumped up 45 minutes earlier. Completely unexpected. I didn't, I didn't want to spend time of messing around with any gear. I just wanted to take them and, do the best I could, but I, I really didn't feel that I needed um, additional lighting because lighting was. Do you so guys nice. do this? Do you guys do the? Oh, I haven't used that lens in a while, or this light in a while. I feel guilty that it's lonely, and then you use it for a bit. <laughs> I used to do that all the time <laughs> when when I was Nikon. I had like a lot of lenses, and uh, I I would be like, oh, I haven't used that twenty four one point four in a while. I'm going to use it now for a while. And you know, that's you how it, it up, that's how. Like, oh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's how I feel about my fourteen to twenty-four. You know, it's because it's such an expensive lens. It feels like I should be using it a lot more, but I, you know, I only use it once or twice per wedding. But sometimes I, I like this trip. I don't even think I pulled that that lens out of my camera bag. Which you know, afterwards I'm looking at it now. It's like oh, I, I left it behind. Yeah, that's because recently, Andy, you can relate to this. I had a couple assistants on weddings recently. One, um, this guy Brian, if he listens, shout out, thanks. He lent me. <laughs> um, a 70-200 the Sony version. And then I did a test with the F4 version because our videographer, Taylor, has that. And it's, it's so slight that bokeh is so – it's almost – you almost can't even see the difference. But it's, it is still one stop, all that. Anyway, but then he also had the uh, – on another wedding, he had the 24-72.8, which is nice. It's, it's not as big as I had thought. And I'm thinking, this is a good lens. This is pro-level lens. And I'm the whole day I'm thinking, maybe I should get this for next season. I don't know. I'm going back and forth in my mind. But then I also don't want what I had when I had Nikon is that I had like so many lenses. I end up going to like the the default one or two that I used anyway, which I have now for for Sony. So I, I like my small bag. So, you know, I know you've, you've added on. Hey, Jimmy, I got a collection. question for you just on a yeah, Sony, yeah. Sony mirrorless question for you. When you are at a reception – uh, what yes. focus, what 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 focusing style are you using okay. on the camera? Good question. I actually have a uh, I actually have the number two d- setting, the memory bank set for reception, which does the following. It puts me about maybe twenty five hundred or thirty two hundred ISO. It does. Um, it has the uh, face detection turned off because I don't want to see people in the background. Mm-hmm. I want to see the close people. Yes. Yep. Uh, white balance is set to around five thousand. Um, it's set to around one twenty fifth of a shutter, and I go to it's at f four because I my zoom lenses are fours. The hold on, I just I, I know that you and I know this, and a lot of 
more advanced people know this, but uh, just for newer people, um, what yes. Jimmy's saying is is that like on these cameras and on the Nikon's it has it, and on a lot of the cameras it has it. You can just set up these user settings so that um, you know when you're in a certain situation, all of the settings are going to be saved to the camera, right? And then um, and then what you can recall those settings in certain situations. So when Jimmy's at a reception, he goes over to his two dial. Is that what you're saying? You set it up on number two, yeah. So he goes over to number two, and then all his reception settings come up on the camera. I'm just saying that for newer people because I kind of want to, okay. kind of want to keep it. It's like a, it's like um, yeah. it's like Nikon's memory bank, but it actually is a lot more involved because remember, like you can do continuous shooting or a high speed um, shooting, or you can do like uh, whatever kind of focus setting you want. Because that's all electronic, you know. So the Nikon bodies are uh, are more mechanical switch for that stuff. Okay. So your but question so- was, what focus? Yeah, I was, I was going to get back to my question. I pretty much do the whole about day. A lot of things other than my yeah. question so far. <laughs> well, ahead. one of them is the focus mode. And at that point, I go to the focus zone. Yes. Um, okay. Because I like, I don't like moving a little dinky little square around this. I, I use zone a lot on that camera, yeah. or I use focus zone, which is a big area that goes to just a few sections. Yes. So here was my problem. When I was talking about how the camera wasn't as good as the Nikon and low light receptions, I still kind of agree with that, but um, I was also shooting in this the little like I was using the S mode, and and I I like picking my focus point and moving it and putting it exactly where I want it. Um, but that's a little bit harder to do um, on these cameras in that low light. So I actually have moved over to zone myself um, because it just it works better, especially and and you know you can't really see. I like to shoot shallow. That's that's kind of the other problem too is that I would prefer to shoot like at one four or two o or something like that. But it's actually better if you go to like three five and use zone so that when it finds a, a face or something like that. And, I, and me too, I turn off face detection because that yeah. face detection is great. But like what you just said, sometimes it picks up on crowd in the background and it's focusing it on yeah. people and things you don't want it to. And so so the zone kind of puts it in the in the general area you want to focus in and then pulls in from there. That's what I do too. I was just curious if I was missing something else. Or if I should be using a different focus mode, um, the the other one that I have been using too, though Jimmy, that that so that so the so the single point usually doesn't work that as nice, but there's a single point with the outside rim around that. Yeah, that works good too. That and and it can be I can direct it a little bit more, so I bounce back and forth between those two modes, um, zone or that or the single point that has the outside um, that expands single point yeah. expansion or whatever. That- leads to a question I want to ask you as well. If you scroll, I don't have my camera here. If you scroll down a little bit more, there's another section that has that. And it's like, you can then dial to like small, medium, large or zone or whatever. And I don't see a, I don't see a difference on that or just straight up zone. And I got another question for you. Well, I I think, do you you know a difference on that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can just direct it a little bit more where you want the focus point to be. It's not going to hunt outside the area. The zone is like a little, is a bigger area. So it's going to, it's, you're going to, it's going to pull from more like, what does it focus on or what does it see and focus within that area? But, But, you know, just like, like when you're choosing single point on the, on a DSLR, it's, you're, you know, you're kind of honing in on the area a little bit more. Um, but it's, I gotta, I gotta that's get, why I like I that single point expansion, that. though, because you're you're telling the camera, like, I want to be here, but yeah, if you're not finding focus, more. look a little yeah. bit more around here, you know? So. That's not this. There was something else. I'll, I'll get back to that uh, maybe next time uh, and find out exactly what setting that was because I need to have the camera in front of me. But what what is what is the lock-on center focus? That's a mode. You can set it to the function 
on that camera. And I've tried with it. I've tried without it. I don't see a difference at all. That I don't know what it does. Yeah, I haven't gotten into that mode, or if I have, I don't really remember. I haven't been using I it. I keep forgetting I to look much. it up, but you know, there's a lot of idiots out there posting stuff like saying it does this. When people say, "Oh, just go on YouTube," I'm like, that's the last place I want to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I think like some people so, probably do. There is a reason for it. I think some people do use it. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a reason. I didn't know a if lot you were of like, oh, it's definitively this. Well, maybe one of those idiots could be right. <laughs> you know, maybe they are. But right. um. I know, I didn't have. A, I keep forgetting to look up what that is. You reminded me, but all right. Sorry, we want a little little Sony talk there, uh, listeners. We have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week, and while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes, subscribe in iTunes. And help us help you by sending in questions to info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and go look up Wedding Photographers Unite and you can join us in there. And that's where a lot of the um, the, the upcoming uh, topics we're going to just talk about here um, are going to come from. Uh, some of the posts there are, are interesting to talk about um, and I, we have some thoughts that... Actually, I saw this one post by, the, by Chariska. And um, I'm like, I can't even begin to write back to this. I saw some one of you guys said that too. Like, well, we'll save it for the yeah. show because it's because it's an in depth one. Um, and it's uh, well, let's just let's just read it here. So, uh, yeah, Ter- it. Teresa says, uh, "Hi everyone, I'm wondering what do you do if you ever screw up a particular set of shots? No one is perfect, and sometimes things happen quickly, unexpectedly, unexpectedly light." It's not as thought you would be. Okay. Um, light is not always what you think it's going to be. Um, your position in the room is not really good, and the wedding guests jump in front of you. And now she's walking down the aisle. Uh, during the post, you feel sick, as you know. I think this might be a second language for Teresa. So I'm. that's maybe what's going on here. Uh, during the post, you feel sick, or maybe while you're shooting, you feel sick, and you don't know that you know that this isn't what re- represents you, and you can yeah. do so much better than you do. Oh, and the couple will be are going to be disappointed. So, what do you do? Like you mess up a series of shots, basically. What do you do? Do you tell them that you are not proud of the few photos um, because of these reasons, or do you keep quiet and hope that they won't say anything, um, or there's, or they simply gonna like them all? <laughs> um, well, okay. Or do you? <laughs> I'm, let me. I'm trying to the second language. I'm trying to try to read this yeah. as best I can. Um, so are you going to say something or are you just not going to say anything and deliver the wedding just kind of as it is and see if they say anything, basically? Um, I normally don't screw up like this, but I think the situation... I didn't think the situation through and the bride wanted I would have to, to be in two places. So uh, so she usually don't mess, doesn't mess up, but she can't be in two places at once. So... Um, <clears throat> What do we do? Do we if we mess up a series of shots? First of all, do you ever mess up a series, a series of shots, or are you perfect photographers and perfect human beings? We're perfect. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um. So so even <laughs> even when a couple hires a professional photographer, right? This is this is the thing that just drives me crazy, right? Because people think that they hire a professional and that everything is going to be perfect all the time. But you know what? We're all human. Doesn't matter who the hell you are. Doesn't matter what your name is. Sometimes we're going to have situations where. You know, a series of shots doesn't go so well for sometimes reasons out of our control. Um, so what do we do? Do we say anything? What do you guys do? Well, she's, she's really asking two different questions. Like, 
the 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 the, what do you do with the someone walking down the the, on a guest getting in the way down the aisle well yeah let's talk about that first yeah uh this happened this i can recall and when natalie listens to this she's gonna be like yes um i'm in the back kind of getting people come rounding the corner we're inside and it was uh, a couple named christina and mike good friends with him still and uh natalie's center low shooting everyone come in a guest uh, an aunt guts right in front busts out of the aisle gets right in front of her takes these pictures so what does natalie do she keeps shooting smart it's which is proof right there that's proof that this happened, not just hearsay. Then the I, guest, I, 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 let me stop you right there. I totally agree, yeah. Jimmy. I think I think yep. that when that happens, you have to take a shot. Keep shooting, keep yep, shooting. To, because if the couple says, "Why don't we have these shots?" Here's why. Here's why. And, and, yeah. and you do need to keep Absolutely. shooting in that situation, even if it's one safety shot, just to tell that story if it comes up. I totally agree. Yep. That's very important. Then, Go it continue. Yep. It's proof. Mm-hmm. And then when she then she got back an aisle, maybe like. Sixty percent, because then there's another photo that, and I'm so glad Natalie took this, uh, where the bride herself is being walked down with her two parents. I think it was the bride or the mom. One of the two had to do the little, you know, the little shimmy around her with her shoulder because she had oh more my. space to get past her. And uh, and that's what she. And I don't. Those photos didn't go in. Maybe a couple did, but the 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 you know her right in front of the aisle didn't go in. But we say, put them aside. We didn't delete them. And she never said anything. She was upset with her. She saw this happening. She was like, what are you doing? Get back in the aisle. So yeah. that's that's something you, you don't have time to say, hey, get back. You can't help. You can't help that. You, you can't help anything uh, like that because you can't be – you can't walk down with them for sure. So you got to be at one point close to the altar, a few rows back maybe or whatever the case is. So you can't help guests do that. They're, they're going to be idiots. They're going to think they're the day. They're going to think they're going to get the shot that everyone's going to be raving about. So – just shoot it, protect yourself, and that's really the only thing you can do. After that, you know, the person's going to walk past that person, and if you're too much in the middle of the aisle where you're not going to get that, then that's your mistake for being too much in the middle. Yeah. You know, and you- don't put yourself right at the altar either when then all of a sudden groomsmen stand right in front of you and you didn't expect that, and then everyone's like beelining right down the aisle and they're running down and then you can't get anything. So, yeah, she admitted that she w- might not have been in the best position, but, uh, my only suggestion is keep shooting, and you'll get a shot. Someone will get out of the way eventually, and you'll be fine. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes when that happens in the aisle, whether it's processional or recessional, if I see somebody get up um, and it's really and it's not good, like I go over and I just I just walk right up to them and I and I put my hand on their shoulder. I put my hand on their shoulder and I just kind of push them to the side. I don't I don't push them, but I don't, but I, but I put my hand on the shoulder and just and they look at me and I'm like. And I point to them, you know, like, get get back, sit back down, please, you know, because that's not, you're going to be in the shot. And nine times out of ten, they just sit down and it's all good, you know? Um, <laughs> they know. But, but they it, know they're being... Yeah, exactly. Yes. But but if the, mm-hmm. if it's if it, you have time to do that, you don't always have time to do that, but if they're close enough and the situation warrants it, then I will get up and just put my hand on their shoulder and, you know, at least take a seat. <laughs> you know what? On, on that note, you know what I kind of miss about my Nikon? It doesn't really do with the Sony. It's just the position of that um, screen in the back on my Nikon because I use my left eye to shoot. And when I go vertical, that screen is to my right. And I can just look with my right eye uh, and then see who's behind me directly. And if I see someone creeping up behind me, I'll just walk back abruptly to bump into them purposefully to be like, hey, give me some space, please. I'm being hired today to do this. You know what I mean? It's like stop being over my shoulder with your phone. 
and I'll purposely do the little like nudge, nudge because I can see what's happening right behind me. My Sony, you know, it's little, funny because I use yeah, I use that screen as a mirror myself too. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like the I like the fact that you guys do um, you know, take an image of of the uh, of people in the aisle just to show you know things aren't aren't correct. And, yeah, and now a lot of times I'm not going to deliver that photo. But but I'm gonna. Yes. I Ooh, like, sometimes I will if if, yeah. I, if I don't get a nice clean yes. shot. You know, I'll I'll be like, okay, this is this is why just in case. Or if you know, because we are professional and this happens every week, so we have to move ourselves around. And um, so if I do, you know, capture her walking down the aisle from a completely different vantage point, like that nobody's ever seen before, like behind the bridesmaids over their shoulders, uh, in between their in in between their their heads, um, which sometimes. Creates a natural, uh, natural vignetting, which which is kind of cool. But um, but yeah, it's just so just just in case that they they question like why I took that shot, mm-hmm. uh, they they have the proof of why. So yeah, second part for question yes. is: Do you say anything? Um, absolutely not. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I would never ever say anything to the client. Um, because it, even even if I felt like you know this isn't up to par of, of my standards, I, I'll still deliver the images. And then if they say anything, yeah, but you know what? Then it, I'll, it I'll, is. You know. It is up to par with our standards. Because well, sometimes well, sometimes they're not. No, but, but <laughs> no, but, but the reason I say that though is because for any one of us, for you, me, Jimmy, whatever. We're going to do the best we can in that effing situation every right. single that's time. That's true. Yep. So it is up to our standards. And that's why it's not, we shouldn't be saying anything. Because. Oh, it could be so better. <laughs> <laughs> it can always be better. But no, no, I, I agree. I agree, Andy. But, but why would you say anything? You know, it's, you, you don't. Uh, because there's sometimes I deliver images and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really screwed that up. But it's but the client loves them. Uh, so what what you might not like, they they might love exactly. Yeah. So try and deliver anyway. But I mean, there was this one time where I royally screwed up. Um, I was taking I was taking portraits of bridesmaids inside the venue, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, you know, let's go outside really really quick. We have like two minutes. I we went outside. I took an image, went back in. And I looked at my camera, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I was, I was, Inside I setting. never changed my settings." Yeah, I was in, 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 because it happened so quick. I was like, "Oh, you know what? The bride's never going to remember that anyway because it stays so like crazy for her." Well, what do you know? I delivered the images without that image because it was complete white. It was a whiteout. Um, she was like, "Oh, well, where's that one image that we took outside?" It's like, "Oh." Um, but, and, and then come to find out later, she, I, I worked with the videographer like a couple months later, um, who worked with me on that day. He was like, Oh, you know what? That bride, she, she asked if I had any stills that I could give her from that, from that setup or like any freeze frames. Um, and, and which, which he ended, ended up giving her, but I felt really bad, but, um, it happens though, but, she, but she's a hardcore, you know, she loves our, she still hires us for everything. So she got over it. So right. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, I, I never said anything until until she uh, she until she confronted me about it, and I was like, you know, I was inside settings. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it happens, and we're all human. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who who you are or what the name is. We all can make mistakes, <laughs> and you know, nobody's perfect. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I think we all agree then. Uh, you know, don't say anything unless it comes up. Uh, later because you know we did what we could in that situation and it's like a lot of times people don't 
you know, that's that's I think the rare situation where people do like ask, "Hey, where's the shot?" or whatever, you know. Um, you know. So. You know, that's that brings up a point. It's like, you know, you could be well, a lot of everyone's jumping on the let's be a wedding photographer bandwagon. And it's not meant for everybody. <laughs> you got to be not honest with people. Like you could be a great photographer, but if you're not a people person, if you have trouble stepping up to the plate, if you have trouble talking to people, directing, being a, a, a leader, being uh, in control, having to solve problems immediately, uh, I don't think this is going to be for you. And, you know, you might be a great second shooter your entire career. And that's fun. I, that, that Everyone loves that. But it's it's tough. It's the the the... The pressure is not easy. So for new people right now, I would not get yourself. Don't jump that. Don't take a job that you know that's going to be too much for you because you could totally ruin your career if you're not ready for it. You know, just baby steps along the way is really the way to go. And then be like, oh, I got this. You might realize that in two years that you do have the confidence now to do this. That's my phone back there. Hold on. <laughs> and now, now just to build off of that, not only that, that it's not for everybody of, of handling the pressure and everything, it's running the business. I see so many photographers post, like new photographers post things about, oh, I, I love photography, but I was not expecting to run a business like this. Like constant emails and all these questions and, run, you know, just people are just completely shell-shocked when they find out of, of how to run a business. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more than just taking pictures. Yep. There's a lot of little things that go into it. When a couple hires us, they're not, they're paying us for so many little things. And, you know, psychologists. Yeah, you know. yeah exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, wait. So, I, Andy, I know your backstory. You were a music a teacher. Hmm? Um, Neil, what did you do before? Or you always did this? Um, I just, I just did a couple retail jobs. Uh, once, once I graduated college. Okay. Some retail jobs. I worked at my parents' wine store. That's why I'm such a wino. That's why I love wine. Uh, and, you know. Okay. Kind of fell on my lap. All right. Declan, um, in our wedding, uh, in our Facebook group, says, a quick question for the flashers among you. I'm just home from a difficult shoot. The client has a large modern business premises with various sections for eating, working, relaxing, etc. Very mixed lighting. Patches of daylight, um, LEDs, tungsten here, fluorescent there. I was tasked with doing some event coverage, pretty fast-paced room-to-room stuff. So he's shooting event coverage in a modern business premises where where the lighting is changing all over the place. So kind of like a wedding. Um, uh, So I'm into on-camera flash for indoor events, bouncing when possible, and otherwise using a little touch of fill. Today, though, I didn't have time to get ambient color temps and gel appropriately, so I just shot ambient and corrected white balance later. This is a more advanced topic for newer people. Um, uh, So what would you do in this situation? Is there perhaps a quick way to get ambient white balance and gel appropriately? Maybe I should get a color temperature meter and gel for the situation like a mag mod. Um, thanks for your thoughts. And then it was actually kind of a poll. Um, and his poll, his choices were don't use any bounce flash, try to catch people in nice light and correct white balance later. Um, that was one of the options. Most people responded to that. Another option was uh, use fill bounce flash, do your best to gel appropriately. And then another was other. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you guys say to that you're shooting an event everything's crazy you're going from room to room um lighting is different in every room 
Do you use Flash? Do you not? What do you do? Great question. Yeah, really. Um, uh, I, I would, I would think this. If, if that's what it is, let it be what it is. Hmm. Because if the room, if they're gonna, if you start changing the the color, the the your main light, if you start changing that color, it's gonna change wall colors. It's gonna look differently all around. And if it's not, it's not a wedding. But that applies to weddings too. When you have like uplighting and certain color schemes and flowers and you know the color purple is a really thing, a really difficult color to 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 match. You know, so if let's just say this 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 room had different lighting, I would just let it be. I would personally just go in with uh, maybe not auto, but like it's like they said, just pick pick a color and then go with it. So let's just say here's in the room where it's mostly daylight, then just change your camera to daylight settings or maybe cloudy on the uh, white balance and let it go. And then you're going to tweak a little here and there, but at least it's going to be consistent. So change. Cause if you keep changing it and you keep going from like, uh, if you go into the room that has tungsten now, mostly then naturally you're going to go tungsten. But if it's a new camera and it's most new cameras are fantastic with auto white balance, it's going to pick it up. So the, the pole was the, the top answer. And that seemed to be the, uh, the, the winner there. Just like, let it be, and deal with it later. Just try to catch the natural light. Don't use any bounce flash because now you're adding white to all this light, which might be good, but then it's going to change the the room that has mostly ambient light or, or tungsten light. Yeah, it, even if you have walls or ceilings to bounce off of, um, this kind of reminds me of shooting in t- uh, difficult churches where they have blue and red stained glass. Yes. Um, and then they have tungstens uh, hanging overhead, and then they have uh, fluorescence at the altar. So you and and then there's uh, daylight coming through the door. So there, you have four different um, lighting temperatures going on. So you just kind of go into uh, going, you know, and and you and you don't have anything to flash, you know, bounce bounce your flash off because the the walls are and ceilings are so dark and, and far away. Um, so you just try and capture everything. And, and like Jimmy said in the, in the post, uh, uh, turn them all to black and white and call it art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a corporate thing, so you probably can't do that, but, um, no, I know, I know. Yeah. Churches are a pain. I, I, I admit, uh, I'll just, I'll find a white balance, lock it in so that when I batch it, it it's at least the same because mm-hmm. some of those lights above, um, they're like sodium vapor or mercury, something or other. And it's like. Uh, they're a whole other color and a pulse too, which is Andy. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little bone here and there with my Sony with the uh, flicker thing. Uh oh, you know what I mean? Mm. No, the yeah, anti flicker. Yeah, yeah. You got to look for it. Yeah, you got to, you got to check it. You got to check it like up close on uh, it, usually through the viewfinder because you're not. Gonna, the screen is kind of hard to see that. There's like this banding that that happens. Um, I have two thoughts. One is I agree with everything you said. So actually, three thoughts. Next is uh, I one thing that I might do is if you are shooting two cameras, you can have one camera set up for like your little inside shots. You could you could flash in there if you want to, but then on the other camera, you keep your things, keep it all natural. I don't know. I'm just saying you could have different things, but it's all totally situational, completely situational because um, every situation is just a little bit different with like how many light sources, what is the light sources, and so sometimes. If you want, like, let's say that that indoor location he's shooting is, like, really dark and terrible, and it's, like, really nothing. Well, then in that case, you almost kind of need some kind of light. So maybe when you walk in that room, 
you you use your you use your flash and you bounce or whatever and uh, but then when you walk out you have to turn it off you know or um you know or but it, it depends on how many how many different things are going on you know and mm-hmm. but but i gen- i agree with the general idea if it is crazy what do you do well this is what it is you know at some point this is what it is the same thing with like concert photography like a lot of um photographers will say well there's all these different lights going on during this concert um, what should I do the white balance for? Well, uh, let the lights be what they're going to be. Pick something and let them be. Let the lights just color people pink and blue and purple and all that. You know, like that's 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 cool. You know, like that looks awesome. You know, um, and sometimes I feel like if it's low light, it's low light. Capture it the way that that the that human eyeballs saw it. You know, um, you know. I, unfortunately, cameras see a little bit differently than human eyes do, especially with color temperature, but. Um, sometimes you just kind of got to let it be what it's going to be. But one more thing, Jimmy, that you said, um, mm-hmm. that I just want to touch on because I thought something for years and years and years, or not even years and years, but like maybe a couple of years. And then I realized that this didn't matter. And I'm wondering if you know that this doesn't matter. Um, you just, I just heard you say that, um, you should pick a white balance so that when you batch later, um, it's all the same. Yeah. You don't need to pick a white balance to batch later. You can shoot auto white balance and you can batch them later if you're shooting raw and it doesn't matter if you chose something ahead of time. Um, I don't know about that. True. I've, I've seen situations where I'm pointing one way and then I point the other way and then daylight's pouring in my... In my uh, if you're shooting raw... I never, try, I never really try it. Yeah, because somebody told me that when I first got started that you need to pick a white balance in order huh. to batch later so that everything's the same. And that is true when you're shooting JPEGs, but not true when you're shooting RAW. When you're shooting RAW, if you're shooting auto white balance and everything changes, blah, 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 blah. If you're in the same lighting condition, um, you, you can just batch everything and it's going to be the same. You know what? I'm, I'm going back to my old days in the prehistoric land of Aperture where yeah. that might have taken a, a more of a, a front seat in the white balance. Even, even that was, in, that, even in Aperture, right. Maybe, it should maybe. Well, unless unless aperture is pulling in information, I, but you know, yeah. um, so anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that for like a while, and then somebody had an argument with me, and I was arguing your point. I was like, no, you have to pick a white balance, uh, and then so you can bachelor because I always like chose like a custom white balance for like my first year or two of shooting, so that I could easily bachelor, and I thought uh-huh. I needed to do that. But once I realized I don't need to do that, I'm auto white balance all the time. I don't I mean, want to. Do, I don't want to deal auto. with with yeah. white balance no and wedding at all. I, ne- I never. I'm never auto. I, I never like it. <laughs> yeah, I never like it either. Don't get me wrong. When I look at the camera, the images on the back of my camera, they look terrible. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I won't deny that. The images are always too cold. I don't know why. It's oh just, yeah, I, because I like, I like a warm. Oh, fuzzy feel to it. Hundred percent. And and it's and it's gonna look like crap on the back of the camera because it's choosing terrible white balances. You know, mo- most of the time. But when you get back into Lightroom, that's what I care about. You know, like when I get back into Lightroom, then I then I'm choosing the white balance that I want, and then batching them from there. And I do that all the time. I don't I don't deal with white balance at a wedding because I don't have the time for it. Anything that I have see, to deal and, with that, that okay. I can deal with later, I'm going to try and deal with later rather than then. See, and when I batch in Lightroom, I deselect the temperature because I already have my temperature that the way I like it. Huh? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so he just when he batches, he unselects the temperature. He just wants what he shot. Oh, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I gotcha. I understand. Because it will change the image quite a bit. You don't have. You don't have. uh, Those are not all perfect. Oh, I'll talk about when we do the the tip. Uh, Intro song that I didn't do last time. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I think that kind of wraps up that topic. You guys good with that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it was a good question, but yeah, overall, um, my 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 opinion is that to commit to something and then go with it. You yes. know what I mean? I wouldn't. Yeah. If you're in that one room and you say, "I'm just going to make this this color temperature and the daylight's going to be quite blue coming in," fine. Just let it be that. It'll be fine. Everyone, a color temperature meter is very expensive, by the way, yeah. and that's really just for like cinematographers. And, and I never also, owned one in my day of working in the film business. Completely unnecessary. It is. Let me it just is. put that out there too. Yeah, I don't even have a um, light meter anymore, and yeah, you know, I have a studio. All, all of that unnecessary in today's world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, camera clubs. <laughs> I'm sorry. The light meters and the, <laughs> the color no. temperature. If meters. you're shooting, you're shooting a uh, film with a Polaroid back. Okay, we don't fine, need maybe. those anymore. Sorry. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. So we're gonna do some tips of the day. Uh. Tips or picks of the day. And Jimmy sounds like you got one lined up. So go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, I, it might be like, people know this, it's maybe two little things. One's a Lightroom trick because I had a, um, we've been working with our assistant here and there where I've been shooting with her and then Allie shoots with her and vice versa. And she's new to Lightroom. Hello. So she's like, I don't know what to do. She has a high voice. And I said, okay, well, let me just, br- let me export the, what I did on my computer as a new catalog, bring it to your computer. Then, uh, it couldn't find that raw image, but I, I realized this, which is nice, which you might know already. But when you, when you look for the file, it says, hey, I can't find this file. And you go, okay, here's that one image. It'll find every other image there for you. It just automatically knows that the one image is there. Oh, and here's everything else too. It's a nice little trick if you're moving from one computer to another computer or from a drive on a, a Lightroom uh, catalog uh, to another computer. It kind of just... It won't find it right away because the raw files are on a different path. But once you tell that path, hey, here's one image, it'll find every other image. It might not. This might not be new information for most people. But my other tip is like now that I have, I think I briefed on this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about our our wonderful episode about the gear, which was so exciting. I thought it was cool though. <laughs> but <laughs> is uh, I I have this um, I have these two little bags now. Ones they're both Dom key. And uh, which is an old school kind of bag, been around for a long time, very thin canvas base, very New York like, you know, shoulder bag kind of thing. And I have a little one that is um, that goes in my belt loop and I put in there a little divider that can hold two little prime lenses or one big zoom lens. And it's because I'm, I'm the kind of person where I just carry a camera around on a strap and that's it. I don't I don't have cargo pockets. I don't have big waist things around my belt that has like multiple pockets. But this little thing is nice because I can just put one lens here, one lens there, go down the hall to or a different room for the guy, for the guys, bring two lenses, and I'm and I'm good. Hey Jimmy, what and, is this uh, thing called? Well, it's it's just a little dom, it's a little black dom key bag, and it's flat. As, it, when it folds up, it goes anywhere. If I search so for my, this right now, where how do I search for it? Uh, I got let me let me look it up. When you guys talk, I'll look it up in a second. I'll tell you the model number, and then I got another dom key bag. Which is like a, a bigger bag holds three small lenses, and then it would even hold the seventy to three hundred or seventy to two hundred vertically, kind of just fits. And that's like a shoulder thing; could be a, a belt thing too. But here's what's great about these bags: both bags go inside the laptop section of my main bag. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a, it, in Cloverfield when the big alien was coming. His he, he you know little aliens popped off his body and attacked. Spoiler alert! I got yeah. Spoiler alert. I have little bags that come off from my big bag, and I don't have to carry another bag when I just want to go out 
to shoot because I'm always like, you know, I don't want to carry a backpack. They're, they're, it's hard to get in and out of. And my sling bags won't carry everything. And the shoulder bag is just kind of heavy with everything. So I'm, really, I'm liking the idea of like a bag that fits in the other bag that you kind of come out. And then I know this might not be new to other people too, but I'll find that you guys talk. I'm talking too much. Coffee's kicking in. And I'll find that. You think it was an donkey. alien, huh? What about I alien? Mon- I thought it was like a sea monster. No, remember in Cloverfield, the little things came down and. Brrr, yeah, but I don't they- think it was aliens, though. I think, I think it was. No, it came off him. It came off <laughs> Mr. Clover. Never mind. <laughs> Mr. Field. It came off Mr. Field himself. So, uh, so Jimmy, this, uh, is, this is a bag you're talking about. Because here's, here's my thing I actually need a solution <laughs> for having an extra lens with me or swapping a lens. This is um, it, Andy. You're going to love this thing. Okay, so. I'm going to try to find it. Okay, but it's a bag, though? This is a bag? Yeah, I don't it's know. a little it's a black. Bag, I, don't know. I, I looked, I looked all over for this for this thing, even like in Army Navy stores, because I wanted something canvas that's small. I don't need necessarily super padded because that's going to take up space. Mm-hmm. So let me try to find this thing. It's it's a dom. Have you guys seen those camouflage? Um, I, I this is, I think I need to get this other thing instead. I need there, there's uh these uh you put the lens and the lens just kind of hangs there like off a strap or something like that. You ever seen that? You know what I'm talking about? I gotta lens, look that up. Uh, uh, lens hands up. To oh yeah, into not that thing that goes on your belt, right? That's like a trifold, tri lens thing. I need something like that because sometimes I'm, I'm like, I got the two camera bodies or whatever. I just need, to, I need to have a uh, something where I can swap a lens like that in certain situations because I'm I got shooting primes a lot. I got it for it right here. You ready? You ready? Yeah. For what is that thing everyone? called? It's on Amazon. It's called the Domkey, which is D O M K E seven ten. Dash 30B and more dashes, but just Domkey 710. And it comes in like it, it comes in black, comes in blue, gray, green, hmm. brown, light tan. It's a tiny little thing. It has a little loop if you want to flip it okay, on, like so now carabine like this, it on something. Does this go on your belts or something like that? What? Yeah, you slip it through your belt or you can carabine it to a, a belt loop, which I don't, I don't want to do that because it's going gonna, it's gonna to dangle too much. Um, I love this little thing. This thing's great. And I can just wear it with nothing in it. And I'm like, I don't even. It. And I put a little divider in there. I add, I glued in some Velcro, put a tiny little divider so two lenses, two small lenses can fit in there um, as opposed to one. Maybe we should put the link um, you for do that? our All listeners right. in the I'll show s- notes. Yeah, sure. I'll send you the link. Yep. Um, oh, and Jimmy, while you're uh, finding links and stuff, yep. um, can you fi- can you find the link for me for those uh, earplugs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, sh- I was shooting a wedding a couple weeks ago. I'm like, ah, oh, right right next to the DJ speaker. I'm, I'm oh losing my, my hearing. Right. And uh, and Jimmy never sent me that link, so it's all your fault. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I, I actually, I man, I had this wedding a few weeks ago. And this, this DJ was so loud. It was ridiculous. Oh, my good Lord, man. He was just blasting the whole night. It was so... It was so crazy, and my ears were like, "I need earplugs." I never go. I never think that I need earplugs at weddings. Like oh, I yeah. needed earplugs at this weddings. It was so bad. Um, Let me recommend so this I'm, to everyone I'm, listening. I'm probably going to pick up a pair of these too. So what are these they're earplugs? Called, okay, they're on. They're on Amazon. They're called earpiece. Piece is P E A C E, kind of one word. E A R P E A C E, like piece, like hippie piece. Um, HD earplugs. Just search for that. And what's good about them is they're 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 twenty one dollars. So they're they're pretty cheap. Um, and they're washable. And they come. There's three in a set, just in case you lose one, which is good. And it comes in like this little metal container, like a little pill container. And um, uh, their skin color or clear. But even has a key ring on it. Uh huh. And uh, and and I do this too. There's a little centerpiece 
that comes out. Now that comes out, it, it, it only knocks out like just a little bit of the, of the noise. You kind of want to have that centerpiece in there. And personally, I just took a little crazy glue and popped it in because it kept coming out. When I go to take them out, I pull from that little, you'll see it's like a, a hard plastic centerpiece that goes inside the, the, the whole rubber thing. Mm, you know, um, I shoot that. This is a good for me too because that Lilac yeah. Festival is the other time where I, because I'm shooting all these bands, I'm like two, two feet from the speakers. You know, and I've yeah. thought about I really yeah. have something for that, too. I'm buying them right and now. And you can totally talk to people with, with them in. They're great. And um, they're very inconspicuous. They're not like those orange ones. that They're horrible. And they're not the squishy ones you get for cheap because they get dirty. and good Oh, ones. I hate those. Yeah. Yeah. These are great. I, I have uh, I got I should get another set because uh, I, I did one of mine did break. So I'm now just a two. So I need to recommend them. Bad. OK, there's cool. these Thank colored you. ones. There's different colors. What are these? What does this mean? HDM and S. What is the difference between those? Do you see those when you look up uh, the thing overall? Earpiece ones? Yeah, I, I see. I, just I see one in my history. HDM is red and S is gold. Smoke. Oh, it's just the S colors. Is, smoke. is it just the color? Yeah, just okay. the yeah. colors. Okay. I just want the clear ones. Do you? Do yeah. You have... Probably the clear ones. The clear ones. Yeah. Okay. Or the black. Yeah, probably the clear. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm getting them right now. Um. Yep. Okay, uh, my, tip of, day, my tip of the day, my tip of the day is okay, so as far as like getting stuff done and tasks, right? D- different people have different methods of what you use. Um what I do and I think this is this program is amazing. It is just incredible. Um for syncing your tasks across multiple devices. So, I'm a big like um task organizer guy like when I have things that I need to do, it goes into like um, uh, like a task manager a to, uh, or a to-do list that syncs across multiple devices. And uh, the one the program that I use, and it works on everything, and it syncs as good as you could ever possibly want it to. Because the problem, the challenge is, is the syncing, um, you know, from one device to the next um, and like being able to trust that, you know, that it's going to sync and do things the right way. It works so good. Um, it's called Todoist, um, and it's all one word: T O D O I S T. Um, and uh, it's available on everything. It's available on Mac, PC, Android, iPhone, all that, all that stuff. And it is, it's awesome. It syncs perfectly. Um, it's free if you get like the base. The base version of it is free. I upgraded to the other one because there's some extra things that I want to use. Um, but I used the free version for like a year and a half before I even upgraded. You don't really need to. Um, uh, so it works. It, it's amazing. I think everybody should be using some kind of task management software. And if you're not, um, it, like it's good to, I personally like it electronic. I know some people are like old school and they like actually just like write things out like on a whiteboard or something like that. I need mine to like sync across all my devices and just be there all the time. This works all the time. I've never had a syncing issue with it. It um, It's perfect. It's called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Like um, the one? No. The phone? No. Oh, yeah. You're, that's a different one, but that might work for you. <laughs> uh, Neil, do you have a pick or a tip? Um, no, I, I really don't. But uh, but you know what? This is real time, and this this email just came in, so I'm going to talk about it and uh, see what you guys thoughts of it and what I'm going to do about it. Um, it literally just came in, and I'm just kind of reading it. I'm like, what on earth is going on? But uh, but it says my name is Holly Blank. Uh, I am our digital strategy manager here at Marriott, blank, blank, just because I don't want to give out uh, any information of who the clients are. We would love to showcase blank, blank uh, clients 
special day from here at the Marriott blank blank. They have already filled out the releasing form, releasing the photos to us. We ask that you fill out the photographer photo release form as well. Now they send it over and man, this, this is long about how they're not asking for payment or anything. Um, author grants the Marriott and its affiliates, um, unlimited irrevocable perpetual worldwide license of the copyright in the works um and pretty much and they can distribute and distribute and um pretty much print and use the images however they want hold on a second Um, this enrages me um yeah i know so first of all um so my response would be let's talk about that yep my response a scam what's up not a scam? No, no, no. This is. Oh no, the, no. They they use the it's it's the correct okay. location. Correct it's the correct clients. That. Everything. Um, clients already released it. Yeah. Well, my my response would be hi, blah blah blah. Um, you know, um, unfortunately, the clients don't have permission to release the images based on my contract. Um, you know, I do retain copyright of the images. Um, clients have a print release. Um, if you'd like to purchase any photos for from use from the wedding, please let me know the image numbers, and I'll be happy to provide you with a quote. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's that's what you say because that's the hey, yep. Hit it. One hundred percent A plus, Sandy. Yep. Yeah, they don't have permission to do that. Um, and and the you know the it's in the contract that way. Yeah, or it should and be if, in the if, contract if, that way. If anyone, that's a good point, Andy. And if anyone. Uh, says that to someone and they go why that i don't get it. it's just it's just this to be like well look up copyright laws and this is this is why this is why lo- rules apply and then just put in their hands like i don't have time to explain to you why this law exists and then and then neil a, i would immediately i mean i don't know like if if you get a negative response back to them from them for whatever reason i would immediately send those to the copyright office and then sue if they end up using them yeah i mean a digital strategy manager for the marriott um, you would th- you would think that they uh, they're kind of used to this kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I got, um, I had a very good interaction with um, Hyatt recently, um, okay. where they they emailed me and they like they knew what they were doing. They're like they're like, hey, you know, you shot this wedding, blah blah blah. We want to use some for for blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, great, thanks thanks for asking. You know, let me know the image numbers. I'll give you a quote. They um they let me know the image numbers. I gave them a quote. They happily paid. I happily gave them the images for use for their marketing materials. You know, like and that's that's mm-hmm. the way that it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the way that it should work. And and I you know it's like, I, like in what world do we live in where people are just thinking like you know that like oh yeah this is this is free we're going to use this and we're not going to you know pay the photographer for do, for for doing the work you know like. Um, that, that's why with every couple I have, when I have them come in to meet with me, I say, you know, just so you know, um, you know, you can do anything that you want to do with these images except sell them. That's I, and I use that line exactly like them, you know, and and I say, the reason is, is because sometimes I've had like an engagement shoot or something like that. And, you know, the company wants to use their, my images for marketing materials. If that's the case, you know, just so you know, they do need to contact me. I tell them that at every initial like meeting and console that I have. And I, cause I want, I want to be clear with them too. So that's, that's not just in the contract, but I'm talking about it with them. And and when they get their images, I kind of reinforce it again. Like I re- reinforce it at every point that they get the images um, back where I say, you know, here's your engagement photos, blah, 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 blah. Please take a look at the information below. Remember, just a reminder, you can do anything you want to do. If you put it on social media, please tag me or whatever. Um, and, you know, if any businesses want to use anything, uh, just let them know to contact me and I'll be happy to provide a, a reasonable quote, you know. Um, Watermark free? 
Yeah, I do watermark free because yeah. because of that. Yeah, because they're paying for it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they pay for it. Yeah. Huh. You know, on a quick note, I had a couple years ago uh, the Today Show contact me Ooh. out of the blue, being like, "Hey, we understand um, you shot so and so's wedding at the boathouse in Manhattan uh, a couple weeks back or a couple months back, whatever it was." Um, Ron Ben Israel made the cake. He's a big cake maker, and her sash on her dress matched something on the cake. And I had a photo that just that showed both whatever to to do that. They wanted the rights to use it to talk about it on the next on the next morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came to me like maybe five six o'clock at night, and I was actually flying the next day to do a destination wedding. So I'm like, and I got back to her. I'm like, look, I have no time to look over any contract, anything whatsoever. This has to. This either is no or it has to wait. And she's like, no, but it's this and that. And, you sign. and I, so I kind of looked at the – I said no because I'm like, I'm not signing. I'm not giving images. And all of a sudden, Ron Ben Israel, a million-dollar cake maker, is using my images for for free. I'm sorry. That's not happening. That's not how usage rights work. So I said no. I said I'm not doing it. And uh, I don't know if this was a scam just to be like, hey, we need this image now because the show is airing tomorrow morning. And people and a photographer like, oh, great, cool. I'm going to get mentioned on the Today Show, which is not going to catch anything. No. And I didn't no, do it's it. Not. And, uh, it's not. I didn't, and you're I right didn't not to do it. Bow. It, that, it yeah. has no value to you. Like, like my biggest thing is that I, I've, I don't know if I've even mentioned it on the show. Maybe I did once. But the Kleinfeld thing, where Kleinfeld Bridal, biggest dress store in New York City. Um, you know, I had a bridesmaid that was a marketing person for them, wanted to use the image. And I'm like, and, you know, fine. I'll, and I'm, this is when I was young and dumb. You know And I'm like? Yeah, use the images. Just put my name on it. And... And how and I got no money, no reimbursement for it. But but my images were on the website for a year, and my name was attached to it. How many inquiries did I get from brides looking for Andy Buscemi, the wedding photographer, from looking at Kleinfeld Bridals on the homepage, on the homepage yeah. of Kleinfeld Bridal, <laughs> the homepage, the banner were my images for like a year. And how many inquiries did I get? Zero, absolutely zero inquiries from the biggest bridal store in the world. Basically, you know, that's on that city of the ass to the dress show. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So ever since then, ever since then, I'm like, probably crushed your hopes and dreams as a young photographer. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, so, so what am I, you know, anytime I get anything like that, it has no value to me at all to just give you the photos for nothing. Like none, you know? So, so like at some, so at that. Thanks for a good story though. Yeah. Exactly. On a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was my real world tip of the day. There you go. Oh. How to deal with this stuff. Yeah. So anyway, guys, I think that's probably going to wrap up episode number 92. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of stuff. Dude, I think this was like, man, if I, again, and I'm just going to pat our own backs here, but if I was listening to this when we first started, I, this is really good information. The whole episode, I think, has just been on with like really good information for, for people. So um, good job, guys. Let's pat ourselves on the back and let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's uh, why everybody should give us uh, five stars on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, exactly. Go to iTunes. Leave all the stars. All of I the mean, stars. I mean, we have so many listeners, but yet we have very little amount. Well, not little amount, but we have a decent amount of uh, reviews it's on actually iTunes. Not, but we should have more. Yeah, exactly. we start yelling at people. Come on, people. Yeah, start yelling at people. Be like, come on, take... 30 seconds yeah, star if, like if you're podcast, still listening boom. right now and enjoying this and getting things out of it and you haven't less review just go go i need you to, to reevaluate yourself as a human being and ask <laughs> yourself why you haven't done this yet you know 
Yes, you you would want your clients to go to WeddingWire and leave you a positive review, wouldn't mm. you? Well, that's what we want from you. <laughs> the iTunes. Okay, we're we're done. We're done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jimmy. Where can people find you, man? <laughs> JamesFerrara dot com uh, socials at jferrarafoto. And Mr. Urban. Uh, NeilUrban.com. Uh, I just had my portfolio recently reviewed by another uh, photographer and kind of tore it apart. So I'm kind of tearing my, my moving moving things around, I should say. I'm not tearing apart, moving things around. So uh, beware the construction that's happening on my on my website mm. right now. Yeah, I know. Mm, I'm sorry. No, this brings, should, up, this brings should, up another topic. Oh, I mean, man, what? I know. We should like keep what? talking. But, man, I should not trust other other photographers opinions man like i'm not looking the way it's looking so i'm gonna change it back <laughs> um oh dude you know what i would do uh, i would actually neil i would love to go to sit down with just you and go through each other's portfolios at some point okay i think okay. we should do that you know i you know i did um, i did learn learn quite a quite a few things because i've I have my heart set on a couple images i, I just can't get rid of but i think i'm gonna rework them just because they were edited like back in 2012 right Crazier shit. Yep. Oops, sorry about that, people. Yep. Um, but yeah, just uh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta update some, some, or let go of some. But yeah, I'd love to. I love, I love it, man. Learning experience. Thirty seconds. Um, yep. My my wife was looking at through my portfolio the other day, and she said this to me. Um, well, my, I basically now know this. I've been shooting long enough now that. I need to take images out of my portfolio because the style of dress is no longer with it ah. today. Ooh. So I've been, so I've now been shooting long enough that I have these images of these brides that have these dresses that show the the time period is like not current with what's going on. She's like, you really got to take those out of your portfolio. And I'm like, I'm so glad you told me that because I would have never thought that. I would have never. It would have never even crossed my mind. But but she's right. Like some of these some of the style of dresses you know, when I first started are different now. And I didn't even, I, I've been shooting long enough that that's now an issue that I need to look through my portfolio and kind of pull some of those images as much as they might be babies that I don't want to take out yeah. to pasture. <laughs> um, 30, 30 more seconds. Yes. You know, this photographer had, had said to me like right before he got into it, he said, you know what, if you were to die today, if you were to die today, that's what he said. These images are going to live forever. These mm-hmm. images on your website yep. is going to be your legacy. Are you 100% confident in those images today? And I was like, whoa, that's that makes you think right there. So think about that, people, when you're thinking about the images on your website. It's a great, great comment. Wow, yeah. that's actually very... Man, I've never thought about it like that, but that's a really great comment. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, yep. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay. Um, I guess we'll, I guess we left off with me. So my name is Andy Buscemi and the last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. You can find me on social media that way. Great episode guys. Really, really great. Um, next episode, let's try and, uh, come up with a nickname for Andy. Okay. <laughs> That's some ideas. Neil, you and I have brainstorm. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we will catch you next time. Hey, on the Bye.